0: Robert Norris, the Marlboro Man, passed away at 90. This is The Focus Group.
1: It's the savvy side of 9 to 5. Listen. Bueller. 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 Laugh. (laughs) And learn. Negotiation. This is what you do in business. This is The Focus Group with Tim Bennett. S-T-A-U-N-C-H. And John Nash. Keep your clothes looking neat and clean. We're all business. Except when we're not, (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey, welcome to the Focus Group. John Nash here with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Tim Bennett. Focusgroupradio.com is the URL for our website. And when you go visit the site, you'll find everything out about us, including all the uh, media we have there, video and audio, including Unbuttoned, our 20-minute Tuesday podcast. Urge you to uh, subscribe, like, and rate all of our stuff, but to definitely check out Unbutton when you have a moment. Uh, we sometimes think of that as a... Commute-friendly, gym-friendly. I don't know. It's, since it's 20, 21 minutes, everybody seems to think it falls into this perfect, I can do something else while I'm listening Oddcasty. to Tim and John. <laughs> Podcastable. Podcasty. Podcastable. <laughs> In the booth, we have Garrett, and we have Steve, and back there taking a break was Robbie Bobby. Gentlemen, uh, we are now officially halfway through November, right? November 13th today. Yeah. Um, the year has flown by. I Way too fast. I, I just What do you think? It's crazy or, Yeah It's I I said to someone the other day One of my neighbors I said I remember Walking out of the building in June To take a walk To the park And then the grocery store And you know sh- Shorts and a t-shirt And now we're in some Arctic thing And you know <laughs> I, I had to search for my gloves I <laughs>
2: I didn't even have a jacket. Search for gloves. I'm like, okay. Somebody had that little vestette on.
0: And I was at some, uh, I was at a dinner the other night. Our uh, financial advisor firm. They did a nice little dinner for their clients. And one of the people at the dinner was like, "Oh, I am so happy the cold weather's here." I'm like, "Really? Like, I, I don't mind it, but being like a cyclist, or if you run, or if you're someone who likes being outdoors, it poses." challenges
2: <laughs> yeah and it's you know it's complex so what well, made me it made me take down my fish pond which oh. i will fill in by the way you've had you've lost a lot of fish I've lot, in that i lost pond. a lot of fish i've decided i'm giving up on the fish pond that <laughs> was a nice little water feature done. it's done I, I gave everything to brian <laughs> here's the koi tank <laughs> the fish are dead if the if the little herring didn't get them the little guy came in and ate all the fish They died for the reasons. By the way, that's That's nature. That's nature. The raccoons would come in and have a feast. Nature's attrition.
0: Yes. Um, So uh, if you ever want to reach out to us, uh, feel free to drop us a letter at letters at focusgroupradio.com. And we do get uh, a lot of mail from our listeners, and we appreciate it. And I'd love to respond to every single thing we got. But... Yeah, oh, we're deluged by email. Like, I don't know how many accounts I have. It's the business one. It's the personal one. It's the show one.
2: And a lot of times, too, when people follow along live, we, we're not following social media right now. So we do appreciate the conversations you're having on Facebook. We just don't have anybody to monitor it. I've fired them. <laughs> <You're> so, <laughs> you never, never hired well, them. The they were supposed to do it. Right. They are supposed to do it, right. didn't do that either. <laughs> Get
0: in so, here. So I
2: hope you enjoy your conversations on social media while we're on, but we don't. We're not responding because we're not. We're doing this. Okay, we're not, we're not on there. But I, I, I'm gonna. I want. I said
0: to Tim the other day. We let's start sharing some of the lo- notes and letters we get from our listeners because they're sometimes. They often, most often, they're a comment about something or thanks for this. Like the the week we did the Charles Atlas birthday a lot of people really liked because not only was it Charles Atlas but it was also that unique little factoid about the 98 pound weekling ad campaign which is like yeah. the longest ad campaign though that yeah. little comic strip that used to appear in like comic books and stuff so, a listener of ours named Lawrence sent, me, sent us the following. He said, Tim and John, he goes, Hi, I listen occasionally on Sirius, but religiously on DNR Network. Thank you, DNR listeners. We love you guys.
2: So, how do you listen? So, what well, you might as well say. So if, you, so, if you do subscribe to DNR, you can get our show there, mm-hmm. too.
0: You can get the focus group. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out how they can get unbuttoned as well. Oh, okay. Um, so, he said, I have a few comments on last week's show. And this Uh-oh. goes back to when Tim was profiling. So, he said, Sarah Lee from Pleasant Pleasant Haines business right. birthday, right? He goes for years I thought their slogan was nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. Nobody doesn't, doesn't like, like Sarah, Sarah you Lee. could see how that would go, right? I recall this so vividly because I used to use it schoolhouse rock style to demonstrate a double negative. <laughs> when I finally saw it in print as the correct slogan, I was shocked. <laughs> and then I had said something about a movie, so um, nobody
2: doesn't like Sarah Lee. Nobody does it like Sarah Lee. Sarah Lee. Nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. Yeah.
0: So that brought me back to my days of working at Marshall's Brand Names for Less. When I was at the front desk, we were doing inventory one year, and people would be calling out numbers from different parts of the store. And I would be writing them down, like from, we, from shoes, we have 20 pairs of clogs. Remember when clogs were big? So... Um, there was music playing and it was the motels and the song starts, it's Only the Lonely.
2: Oh yes, I remember that.
0: So I'm, I start singing along and there's a microphone in front of me that's going through the whole store and I'm singing Only the Lonely, Only the Lonely get laid. <laughs> I,
2: thought, see, I thought that was what it said too. <laughs> so
0: I, it goes out across the store and then I hear the telltale sign of my manager. She had a very, she had a gait. She had a certain, she had a very authoritative way, way while walking ahead. Click, 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 click. She's coming that, and she's, Big smile on her face, Ellie Baribas. She's got this clipboard and she's going right for me. I'm only the lonely, only the lonely get laid. You know, <laughs> and she then she gets right up to the mic and she goes, "John, let's think about this for a minute." She goes, "How do lonely people get laid? Only the lonely people get laid." And then we had to find the lyrics. It was only the lonely can play, right? Can play, yeah.
2: Well there's one, you can see it on YouTube, famous one in Philly, this daffy newscaster. And they <laughs> cuz I love when they do this where they send stuff in, of, "What did you think the song said?" And this guy sends in the Whitney Houston song, "Saving all my love." And I'm saving all my love for or you. you? Yes. Yeah. She goes out live all across Philly and you can see it on YouTube. She goes, "So here's one from a listener." The typical <laughs> It's the Whitney Houston song. It says, I'm shaving off my muff for you. <laughs> and the guy next to her is like, Whoa! This is not a like, newscast. Oh, like yeah, a and, and so they're like, um, um, <laughs> All this uncomfortable. Life. She goes, what? what? Did I see something wrong? <laughs> and she's like, What's a muff? And they're like, well... (laughs) She said that? And the news guy's like, thanks, everybody. It's been great working with you. You know, it's kind of... Yeah, she read it. Oh, here's one. Here's one. Corporate
0: office is coming. Shaving
2: off my (laughs) muff for you.
0: (laughs) I think there's probably a whole bunch of this stuff where we get the lyrics wrong, right? So that was from Lawrence. And he finishes the email by saying, John, the film you mentioned... I, I he got the title right because I, I during that show I mentioned the Orchard House rules, but it's it's cider house rules because Orchard I,
2: cider <laughs> apples oranges in the same universe it's Orchard apples cider.
0: <laughs> but thank you, Lawrence, for the note. And nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. <laughs> Double funny. negative. Yeah, so keep those cards and letters coming, folks. <laughs> hey, uh, we want to welcome a uh, a new partner of ours here to the focus group, and I'm this has been a really great experience for me. Uh, it's it's uh, Hawthorne, and they make men's grooming and cleaning products, and um, we urge you to go to check them out at Hawthorne So it's h a w t h o r n e dot c o dot co. Dot co. If you, in fact, order any of their products, we would definitely like you to take their quiz. They offer a quiz at the beginning. You get to the website, and you answer a couple questions about your grooming habits, and they pop back a recommended, recommended list of things to get. So I answer the questions, and the one that I did smile at was, how many times a week do I shampoo my hair? Well, I, I'm almost bald, <laughs> but I do, you know. Did they send you shampoo? I got shampoo. Um, I, didn't and get I shampoo. did get shampoo. Did they ask you the question? Yeah, I got conditioner. You have, well, you have more hair. See, so um, maybe I want, and you got the deodorant too? Deodorant's great. And Deodorant's fantastic. So a bar soap. Bar
2: soap, and I got the cologne work and set. play
0: cologne, which I is great. got work and play as well.
2: Did you um, – so when they asked you, because when you – so when you take the quiz, and if you're doing this for a friend too, if you want to do it at the holiday time, um, you can either take the friends or give as a gift, and they can go answer the quiz. But I liked what they did. It reminded me a little bit of some other um, – Products back in the day, but they asked, Did you like the smell of uh, of tobacco or leather? Like cinnamon or or, or citrus. And I, I had talked with one of the people at Hawthorne afterwards, after I received my set and was talking to them. And I was shocked because one of the colognes they gave me for play. Is identical, smelling almost to an Hermes cologne I wear. Wow, you, love. you mentioned they don't that. make anymore. And I said to them, I said you really nailed it for me. I said based upon the quiz I took, I said I got this. I opened it up, I just couldn't believe it. And I said Hermes doesn't make this anymore, so I have it on now. And I actually, I you know, I'm a scent guy.
0: All right, so, so. that's part of this Hawthorne. That's part of the cool thing about Hawthorne is the products are they're, they're great. Okay, so the scent part came along, and you know. The only scents I've ever been exposed to, and they were gifts. Stuff people give you. So somebody gave me Kuros many, 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 many moons ago. That white bottle, Kuros, and, and so when the when the Hawthorne package came, and as I said, we got a cologne. It was work and play and deodorant and shampoo and soap. The uh, the first thing I did was open up the cologne and the the Work Cologne is the one that is my favorite scent. I like them both, but the Work one instantly— Was it
2: aqua-based or what was it? Mine was aqua-based. There's 50,000 different combinations, by the way. 50,000? 50, yeah. Over wow. 50,000 combinations mine based on your
0: quiz. Mine might have been aqua-based now that I think about it. Um, the soap is a very large bar soap. It smells—everything is—I'm I, I, going to say this about the scent. I'm not a huge scent guy, but I really like what they've done. The shampoo is very mild. The soap is great. It, it lathers up in they hard have soft that.
2: water. They have none of the additives, so it's it's as natural as you can get without having all those paraffins and other other sort of chemicals in the soaps. And then the deodorant. Okay, so have you been using deodorant? I haven't used the deodorant yet because I am waiting for my other one to run out.
0: Oh well, I started using it right away, and I love it. A, it, it's it's non. There's no aluminum product in it, yeah. so it, you know that years ago they cut they linked that to some bad stuff. Very bad stuff. It's all natural. Um, and you'll notice with the deodorant, there's a very kind of a, a surface on the bottom of it. It almost sticks to the counter. It doesn't slide easily. Have you noticed that yep. with it?
2: So um, I think it's great. I use, so I got the conditioner, and the first time I used the conditioner, so I've used everything, but I'm, I'm waiting on the deodorant. The first time I used the conditioner, the um, I used too much. And I was used to Ooh. other conditioners I would use. How much you have to put in your hand? This you needed about the size of somewhere between a dime and a quarter. I mean, yeah, and because it went a long way. So this, so when I started using it, I realized I was using too much in the beginning. But I used it. Uh, I use it religiously on on uh, on my hair. And the soap smells great. I, you know, it takes the guesswork out of it for people it. and for guys. Yeah. You know, you never really see guys going out buying scents or buying different smells or whatever. And this, well, you uh, know what thorn.co Co. It will it will do do a lot of the work for you. The other thing is, if you don't like what was sent, it's hundred percent refundable. Refundable, and uh, and you don't have to sign up for a subscription either. You can just do a one. When
0: you're ordering, actually, it gives the option to do a re to to have a. Regularly come, or it's a one-off. You could buy it by itself. So again, it's a uh, Hawthorne H-A-W- dot com, dot c o. Sorry, h a w c h o r n e dot c o. Hawthorne dot co 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 And you could use the word focus as your promo code to get ten percent off your purchase. Um, I've been really thrilled using it, and and that's the thing about men's grooming products are. They're always intriguing to me because if you were in, if you were buying just normal stuff, you'd, you'd be left. You know what I'm getting at. It's This feels great. It smell, has a very nice fragrance. It's not overwhelming. I think the products are d- done well. So we encourage you to visit hawthorne.co
2: <laughs>
0: C-O. and use the code FOCUS to get 10% off your purchase. All right. Thank you, Hawthorne. I'm enjoying my stuff. I'll tell
2: you next time how the deodorant is. Because my other
0: one's just about done. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you. I love using it. So uh, what caught your
1: eye? What caught your eye? Here's what Tim and John found. So this,
2: um, I didn't know what to make of this at first. But um, I'll just tell you what happened. So there was a United Airlines pilot at the Denver airport at a layover. And uh, the police busted in his room and arrested him for indecent exposure and, and apparently a lewd act in his hotel room. So, uh, he was in his hotel room. He was in his hotel room. It says a respected family man, an outstanding veteran aviator, Captain Collins, was the victim of an unjustified and warrantless entry into his hotel room, followed by an arrest and days of miserable incarceration. So, if you're watching on our video here, there's a picture of the screen grab where the police came in. That's them handing him his clothes. That's him there. But I put that other piece of candy up there for you as an airline pilot. <laughs> Some, Garrett's, Garrett's even smiling
0: Some muscle guy In some kind of Imagine. weird Borat singlet
2: I typed in Sexy airline pilot And that's what came up Isn't that hilarious That onesie. Did you really yeah, type that's in that's what came up It's a great tie Isn't it <laughs> You probably need a bigger tie though Wouldn't you Garrett Yeah
1: <laughs> double knot, ah, double, double
2: not not a half windsor full windsor so apparently what happened he was suspended from his job for six months he was also running for election to serve as president of the pilots union which he had to um had to leave the uh, uh withdraw his candidacy uh, candidacy because of the arrest and he still had no idea what was going on um he said, I wish the hotel would have called him to explain what had happened. So he was sleeping in the room. Um, he, he, was, he had no clothes on. He got up to get dressed and get, go off to catch the, the, the plane to fly out. And he got a phone call. So he picked up the phone, he said it was a 24-minute phone call, and he was standing in front of the window of the hotel. I
0: suspected that was where you and were going
2: People from the airport or whatever could see in, and they thought he was flashing them, or, or, and they said he did a lewd act, which later they found did not happen, and they actually um, dropped the charge, dropped the charges. But he said, I was, he said, I was standing there in my birthday suit. I had no idea. I woke up in this strange hotel room. I opened the curtains. I was getting ready to shower. I got a phone call. It lasted about 20, 24 minutes. I now realized that some unseen people in the terminal were watching me from where they were at the airport. He said, "Had the hotel called my room, we could have alleviated all this. Instead, they called the police. They bust in his room, Just think they of that. arrest him. They said he never had an arrest in his life. He had never he'd been an outstanding citizen. Went on and on and on. And so his attorney has uh, has sued the Westin Hotel, which is part of Marriott, and." Um, because they said it, it affected his life in terms of his career.
0: Well, I was going to ask, did did it, how do they backwind this? Did
2: they expunge
0: this whole thing and make make it play like he never got arrested? I mean, the effects moving forward are you know he can't he wasn't. They gonna... said it was
2: a wrongful arrest. They violated his constitutional rights, the right to privacy in his own room. Um, they did the hotel did settle, and. Um, they said numerous members of the Westin were involved in this violation. They said in other hotels, to avoid any of these sort of issues, they usually tint their windows. That's why windows are tinted at did, hotels yeah. so people can't see in. But he said it was very innocent to him. He, I mean, I guess we've all been in hotel rooms where you've had your clothes off and walking around. I didn't pay attention to clothes and the drapes or whatever.
0: So this is an FYI. Downtown, there's a hotel called the Standard Hotel. Do you guys know about the Standard Hotel? The one that's above the High Line, down by 14th Street?
1: Um, sounds sort of familiar now that you say that.
0: It's a white building. Half the building faces north, half south. People purposely book rooms at this hotel and have sex with the curtains open. And there are people that stand on the High Line to watch this stuff going on. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you got $300,000. Really? So it's what the, the hotel gave him three hundred thousand dollars. Well, you remember the story we had a we had a guest on Rob Rossella talked about B Arthur. Yep. She got in trouble with uh, the hotel in P Town. She didn't know they, they, they all people were calling and complaining that there was a woman flashing him at the pool. It was B Arthur couldn't get the blinds closed. Remember? <laughs> yes,
0: I remember that she couldn't get the yeah. <laughs> That's a that was a good story. Yeah. But did they erase
2: the record ultimately? It Doesn't say that. It says he. Um, they they did settle and they paid him uh, three hundred thousand um, dollars for standing nude in his hotel room and uh, basically minding his business. D- yeah, a it doesn't call. say whether he got everything expunged or whatever. They said all the charges were dropped. So wow. I guess that means he so everything was cleared, right?
0: Yep. Yep.
2: Th- that means there's no record,
0: but it did have a. An impact. Yeah, yeah. So what about your? Well, around? mine was different. You know, we we Halloween was a week or so ago, and um, by the way, what a riot in our neighborhood! They had a children's costume parade. When the parade began, these kids unrolled a banner, and Bob and I are up at our living room window looking down because they're only a few floors up, and it says Oob. It was the banner was upside down. It was supposed to be "boo," and you know nobody, like nobody, fixed it. How old were these kids? Oh, they're, they're five, 18, six, and then they had their parents. And everybody, the parade starts, everybody's laughing at the sign and everything because it's kids. Nobody cared. Later on, I saw one of my neighbors. I said, oh, I love the child parade this year. She goes, oh, oob. <laughs> and then she said, you know, my 10-year-old refused to march. He's oh. too old for it now. Instead, he was going to sit at the window and heckle the kids. <laughs> People threw candy and stuff like, anyway. Did you throw candy down? No, no, we didn't give any candy out. Um Maybe next year.
2: Ne- I'm thinking Next of, year, I'd like to see you on the streets. Maybe you can MC it. Maybe we could do the show up there. The
0: children's parade. The children's oh, parade. and by the way, everybody would dress their dogs up, too. Oh. So a lot of dogs as aliens, or one dog looked like the Starship Enterprise with two warp <laughs> nacelles. <laughs> very, and very clever costumes. So I had found this article right after um, Halloween, and it's called Five Things to Know About Smarties. Oh, I love smarties. smarties.
2: Powder, powder pills.
0: No, the Smarties are those yeah. little they little tarts, powder, yeah, powdered powdered pills. And uh, it's the women-led and family-run candy company celebrating 70 years in business. Now I never knew this. So the maker of the candy wafer roll was founded in August 1949 by Edward D. Who had immigrated with his family from London earlier that year? Originally, the, he launched the company as C D C E D E Candy, C D Candy. The founder changed the company name to Smarties in 2011. These days, the company has two factories in Union, one in Union, New Jersey, and one in Newmarket, Ontario, which produce over two billion Smartie rolls. Where do they make them? That's it, Smarties.
2: No, so where do they
0: make them? Uh, Union, New Jersey, and Newmarket, Ontario. Okay, so Canada and Jersey, Canada and Jersey. Yeah. So here are some five fun facts about Smarties that they did. A trio of cousins leads the company, and they're all women. Smarties is currently led by Dee's granddaughters, sister Liz Dee and Jessica Dee Sawyer, and their cousin Sarah Dee. Now, all these women went started life differently. One went to Wesleyan University, earned a master's in media and culture.
2: She had college loans.
0: <laughs> Jessica studied art history at the University of Colorado Boulder, and Sarah holds a degree in management and marketing from Emory University. All Smarties. It's all smart. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Get that kick going. This makes the D cousins the third generation to run the Smarties business, the first all-women leadership team for the company, and fifth generation of candy makers within their family. Uh, everything revolves around Halloween. October thirty-first is the Smarties version of Black Friday. It's by far the most important holiday for us, and in fact, the day after Halloween is when retailers begin ordering Smarties for next year. So the eleven-month lead time. See
2: how much money they
0: make. They did not talk about money. No. Private. Well, they said it's a Private particularly account, notable feat in the fact that they're a the candy industry is ten billion dollars a year, and it's made up mostly by Mars and her, you know, the big.
2: We gotta come up with something like, like this.
0: Smarties. I know. I know. Uh, workers. At Smarties, got a pretty sweet perk. They have flex time; they're allowed flex time, and every worker every year around ha- Halloween gets thirty pounds of candy to share with friends and trick or treaters. Thirty pounds! Wow! <laughs> I don't know if it's all Smarties or not. It's gotta be the company's ninety-five-year-old founder stops by the office on a regular basis. He uh, is nearly a 70th anniversary of Smarties, but he comes in all the time. He drops by the New Jersey factory just to make sure things are going okay. I like that.
2: We've got to go to the Smarties factory.
0: I would love to. I, I you know, any of Union, this
2: Union New Jersey is how far away is that?
0: Well, it's probably pretty close. You know, any Tim, anything. I've, we, I we drive through Jersey on the way down to you. Yeah. So, but I know you, you think know the Smarties can... factory would be a good trip for us. Great tour. And last but not least, Smarties has an unspoken no spouse rule. Uh-oh. The company's current presidents are all in their thirties and will likely be at the helm for some time to come. As far as for how the company leadership will change in the future, the Ds are comfortable keeping it tight knit. So it's all women. I suppose you have an unspoken no spouse rule. So spouses aren't allowed to get involved. <laughs> it's the women that are running the company. There you go. So that was. Wow. So it's family run. It's private. So they're not going to yep. tell you much.
2: to make making- know. They don't have tell to. Tell you what. We got to come up with a candy. <laughs> All right.
0: So years ago, when we were on Sirius this, app. we had to come up with
2: Facebook or you an come app. Come up with Facebook. You were an early adopter with a computer. I don't know why you didn't do any of these apps or any of these things. People are making money hand over fist. I know. We're still I here know. doing this I show. hear
0: you. I hear you.
2: I'd like you to do something like this. Can you come up with an app <laughs> or something
0: now, please? Go <laughs> now.
2: Do you have an idea for an app?
0: No. I... Any ideas I have for apps would be no,
2: no, no. nothing, nothing, no. Too bad. Speaking of another private company.
1: It's our business birthday. Everyone does celebrity birthday greetings, but the Focus Group is the only show in the universe that celebrates business birthdays.
2: Now, every once in a while this happens to us, that um, the dates could be fuzzy. So there was a Wikipedia date. There was a site date. There was a bunch of different dates. So Leon, Leonwood... Bean, LL L. Bean. Ah, uh, yes. Either born today, November 13th, according to some sources, or was born October 13th, according to some sources. In 1872. So, if we're a month late, sorry, we missed your birthday, Mister Bean. But belated, 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 happy birthday. birthday. If it's today, happy birthday. But I thought it was too good to pass up, even though there was debate about October and November, and I could not get a definitive. I, so I, you I, fell
0: on the side of November. That's yeah, fine. Two, two. That's
2: fine. Died in uh, 1967 at 94 years old. His uh, name, LL or Leon Leonwood, was actually a mistake. Um, his name was supposed to be Leon Linwood. But at the Free, Freeport, Maine, town clerk's report office, they spelled it wrong. <laughs> they kept it. Seriously, okay. He was an American inventor, author, outdoor enthusiast, and founder of the companies you know, in Ella Bean in Freeport, Maine. He, uh, he showed early interest in business. He earned his first money when he was nine years old. He could either attend the Brewer County Fair... Or he could sell traps to his father. He ended up selling traps to his father. That was for you, the Brewer County Fair. It's Brewer just County. a local fair. Yeah. It's up there. Brewer County. Brewer County, Maine. Run <laughs> for Sissy and Junior. <laughs> when he was 13, he killed and sold his first deer. He's an avid hunter and fisherman. In his outdoor activities, he would become soaked with water. So he set out to resolve this inconvenience and develop plans for the waterproof boots. Everybody knows the famous Ella Bean boot. And uh, so what he did is he did a combination of lightweight leather for the upper part and rubber on the bottom. He brought it to a cobbler. Uh, you can't and, buy and shoes like that. Are you a, a cobbler? This is just set up perfect for all our gags. <laughs> uh, he felt the boot was produced of good quality, so he had a 100% money-back guarantee. But he ended up having to give 90% of the money back because the boots all fell apart and it cracked. So then he took $400 loan and went down to the United States Rubber Company in 1911 in Boston and asked them to try to put a rubber sole onto this leather um, upper on the boot and get better quality, which he did. And then he patented the design, and the rest is history. It's a billion-dollar company plus now out of Freeport, Maine. Um, so he's, in 1917, he sold enough boots to finally buy his own shop in Freeport. And then he realized the patenting of his invention, and throughout his life, he patented and invented a number of other outdoor items and, uh, and equipment. He died in Pompano Beach in 1967, and uh, the company finally stopped their 100% money-back return policy in 2018. And um, the reason being is people would go to tag sales and thrift stores and buy up all this Bean merchandise and return it for full price. And when I used to do work for them, they used to tell me if you ever have old bean clothes or if you see any at thrift stores, buy them and we'll pay you for them because – they would just have people scouring thrift stores and tag sales or whatever, Send back, though. so people weren't weren't returning the clothes. But um, my grandparents used to always go to. Yeah, uh, we visited down from Canada, so we visited. There were pictures of us there at the with Steve Fuller, who's no longer there. He was the CMO, but when I worked with Steve and we did the uh, Subaru LLB Bean, LL Bean Edition Outback,
0: I was going to. There, so there, uh, Steve zoomed in on a picture of Tim looking at a machine that actually did the custom stitching on the canvas, the totes, the yes. canvas totes bag. And and Tim's pointing at the screen, and the name they're stitching on the, that particular bag is Sassy, Sassy, S-A-S-S-Y. I was
2: wondering what I was doing, and uh, yeah, so we um, John and I did a trip. With it was the a w. cool, we cool there. We spent the day learning how they make the boots right there in free, right there in Maine, and uh, had a good had a good visit to the factory. There's only similar to Smarties. There's only 16 direct descendants of LL Bean, and each gets a check every month pretty good check <laughs> and that's that was your friend Steve who was the CMO yeah, right? I never knew exactly how much but it's um, a six-figure check Wow one of the 16 get every month oh, Wow wow oh well, 16 of them get every month I want to say it's like 1.6 million Good
0: business birthday and it was a really fun uh, factory tour and we walked out of the factory and it was the boat and tote factory so yes. it was the, the boat the boots and the tote bags I have never seen a happier bunch of people in my life. They all loved working there. You, 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 There was a woman who was testing the inserts of the boots and she would put, uh, she would put the liner into a thing of water and then fill it with air. Yep. And while she, and it's like a Lucite box that she did this in. She was looking for air bubbles and she's laughing and smiling and we're like, it, it was a really nice, it was a factory. You know, it's it's repetitive labor,
2: but it looked
0: like a really nice place
2: well, to who work. Who makes shoes in the U.S. anymore, right? I mean, I know. it was. I know. they still make the boots there or the the boots there, and a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff. And people out of their old boots that sent them in to have them resold. And we had a fun day there. It was a great day. And if we, you ever go to Freeport, Maine, Bean essentially take, took... There's a bunch of other outlets there now. That was the store. That was the outlet. That's their yeah. main store. The Anderson
0: outlet has outlet. The, the boot out front. That was not the factory, right? No,
2: that was the regular store. Okay. The outlet was down the hill where we went down there. To, okay. you, you got that bag that said... Uh, it was for
0: somebody. Who did I get that
2: for? for the English teacher of your friends in <sighs> Chicago. Yes. <Linda> Chu. <laughs> Stephanie. <Or> Stephanie Chew. <laughs> Stephanie
0: Chew. <laughs> yeah. Got her a bag. <laughs> Uh, all right <laughs> another this whole segment is <laughs> triggering Sider. all these little yeah. jokes you and i have okay <laughs> jokes we can't so uh as many of you know deep discount is a partner of ours here on the focus group we want you to visit them by visiting us first go to focusgroupradio.com click on the deep discount logo it is a shark but i will do the pirate because that's what i've been doing Our sharky the shark i need to put a pirate hat on him <laughs> They do sometimes actually, and there's a chest with treasure in it, so I think that's where I probably yeah, got it from. from. Yeah, um, own your passion at deep discount, and it's the winter wide site sale or winter site wide sale. I got that wrong, sorry. Uh, so lots of things are on sale as we come into the holiday season.
2: Tim, what did you pick from the sale? Because you could pick anything you want books, records, anything. Well, I picked a, uh, a DVD, it's actually a Blu ray, and um. I don't know how I found this. I was poking around, but I found it. It's called Shine a Light. It was released uh, October 2017. And it's um, essentially uh, Albert Mazel's. Remember him from... Oh, my God, yeah. Thing, and Documentarian. Martin, right, and Martin Scorsese followed the Rolling Stones around over their two nights at the Beacon Theater here in New York City, and they put together this documentary, which is a musical documentary, and it has all their, it's essentially a Stones concert. And I don't know, have you ever been to a Rolling Stones concert? If, yeah. you, if you haven't, you're, you're missing out. If you've never been to a Rolling Stones concert, it's uh, it's unbelievable. And so I saw this, and I thought this would be a perfect gift for me, because I like to have, as you know, I like to have people over, I'll just put in these DVDs and just let them go Concept with no video. sound, sure, just so people could see the stuff moving around. But this one's called, uh, called Shine a Light. It's, um, again, about the Stones from 2006 with their Bigger Bang tour. Do you, and, do you know uh, it? So 16 different cameramen to follow. Yeah, uh, you Nick just Jagger, answered my Keith question. Keith Richards, Charlie Watts, and Ron Wood. Uh, so it's a past. compilation of number of concerts where they had. Over two days okay. in New okay. York. Okay. And uh, so typical songs, Jumpin' Jack, Flash, Shattered, Some Girls, Start Me Up. All that sort of stuff. So it's uh, it's available for six dollars and nineteen cents in Blu-ray? DVD, uh, and Blu-ray is eight dollars and seventy-eight cents. So you can't it's beat it. No brainer, and you could have that on the background, right? Yep. So that's what I picked. This I,
0: I did. I I went uh, sci-fi, and I'll tell you why. So I read a review of a book that came out recently, and it was a book called Star Trek: The Animated Series. So years after star trek left the network and that was i was a kid when that happened they did an animated tv show that would air on saturday mornings it was just called star trek they later changed to star trek the animated series it used the voices of the cast very primitive animation it was like did they mimic the they made it look exactly yeah they they took they actually traced over images of the bridge and the ship, and they, so they made it look like Star Trek, and I got this book, and I'm loving it, because it's all the behind-the-scenes thing of how the stories and the scripts came together. So I, based on that, I would say to you, uh, if you are a fan of Star Trek, by all means, pick up the animated series on Blu-ray, and uh, you'll be treated to uh, 22 different, 20, 22 episodes, each 22 minutes apiece.
2: Does it mimic the same storyline. Oh, yeah, the-
0: yeah. In fact, the same writers wrote I didn't know this as a kid, that all the same writers worked on Star Trek, the animated show. So it's the voice talent of Leonard Nimoy, uh, Bill Shatner, Michelle Nichols, George Takei, uh, Montgomery Scott, James Duhon. they
2: still get money for that? Like, does George Takei still get royalty, you think, from...
0: You know that from a lot of this original stuff, no. Wow. No. They made their money at conventions where they would go and sign autographs and speak. And then they made their money when they went back on the big screen in the movie theater. So this was just one of those really cool things that I enjoyed immensely. Um, and I think if you haven't seen the animated series since you were a kid, you might get a kick out of it. I And now that I'm seeing it as an adult, I'm like, these are actually adult shows. the The, the animation is... Yes, moving lips yeah. and and oh, and I read in the book that they all, they always have the characters going left to right because I didn't want to draw the characters going right to left because that took more time and cost money. <laughs> it's animation. Oh, so you
2: would use it over. <laughs> always and over the again. same character, but always, they in fact every door they go through is on the right hand side. <laughs> That's like when I knew with the Flintstones when you would see them running somewhere and they were to run by the same same stones. <laughs> The same trait. Same background, right? That's when you knew you were getting older.
0: So, oh, and then another little tidbit that I got out of the book on Star Trek the Animated Series was one of the directors, they thought one of the art directors might have been colorblind because he was always okaying pink and purple. And it turned out, no, he wasn't colorblind, but the director was colorblind and he was looking at stuff and he thought it was gray or black or red. He's like, okay, go with it. There are some scenes in this thing where aliens are like, there's these nasty aliens called the Zinti and they're wearing pink jumpsuits, purple stripes. And you just, now that you know that someone was colorblind and they thought it was gray or black, you're like, okay. Okay. So,
2: so I bet that animator did that on purpose.
0: No, <laughs> well, one of them did because the art director wanted color. The other one approved it because he thought it wasn't in color So,
2: sounds like something you would have done. So,
0: hey, the release this week is a movie called Good Boys on Blu-ray. Now, uh, we had our choice of which to promote this week on the new release, and this comes to us from the uh, creative minds who created Super Bad and Sausage Party. So while Tim and I were on the phone earlier in the week, kind of mapping out the show, I said, Tim, we've got a couple of things we could do with this. Let's check out Good Boy. So we Googled Good Boy's reviews. Yeah. And up came a bunch of fairly positive reviews, it, it, with the exception of, well, they all said the same thing. They would never dare take the actors, the kid actors, to see this movie, you know, because it's actually an R-rated film with kids in it, but it's all about those teenage well, so, so you
2: thought it might have been a Ferris Bueller for the younger set, although I, I think... I think we read the reviews. Yeah. It's it's for the older set. For the but. older set, but the young kids are pretty foul in it, yeah. But it's, <laughs> supposed to be, it's supposed to be a fun fun movies uh, but the way the, after reading the reviews though you and I are like we gotta see it <laughs> That's, we did in fact say they were like yeah well, I think we should see this movie good boys so head over to focusgroupradio.com you can own your passion get over there and click on the deep discount logo start <laughs> shopping away particularly now that it's it's holiday time and uh, of course there's a site-wide sale going on and um, I picked this week Uh, For the winter site-wide sale, I picked Shine the Light, which is a Rolling Stone documentary. John picked Star Trek, the animated series on Blu-ray. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Right. And the new release is Good Boys on Blu-ray. What do you think, Garrett? Thanks, Deep Discount. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to uh, share some information about uh, The Marlboro Man, as John teased earlier in the show, and then talk about a new trend in supermarkets. So stay with us.
1: You're listening to The Focus Group with Tim and John. Learn more at focusgroupradio.com. Focus on the savvy side of 9 to 5 with The Focus Group. Try, really try. Listen, laugh, and learn with Tim and John. I never try anything.
0: I just do it. Hey, welcome back to the Focus Group. John Nash with Tim Bennett. Focusgroupradio.com is our URL, and we invite you to visit the site and check out all our media, audio, and video, including Unbuttoned, which is our Tuesday podcast. It's about 20 minutes long, and we would like you to try that out and like it and rate it. So at the beginning of the show, I actually talked about, or I teased this article Uh Robert Norris passed away recently. He was 90 years old. And Robert Norris is famous because he, in fact, is the original Marlboro Man from the TV commercials. And he started that gig years ago. I think it was back in 1955. Now, Norris is a rancher who took the role of the Marlboro Man in television commercials for the cigarette brand, but who abandoned the campaign because, as a non-smoker, he felt he was setting a bad example for his children. So he died on November 3rd in Colorado Springs. I think that alone <laughs> just tells you everything you need to know about advertising, right? Yeah. So the, the pitch man or the, the main guy who rode that horse and looked like a real, you know, Western rancher didn't smoke.
2: Tall lanky. Like
0: and they didn't smoke. I mean, he might have smoked in the commercial, but he didn't really smoke, right? He died of lung cancer. He did not. <laughs> No, I got, no, I'm teasing you. Of course. They, they, you should have seen your face. Because well, I'm stricken. I'm like, I read this. It didn't say anything about so that. So these people who die of lung cancer didn't smoke. Lots. Lots. Yeah, they never smoked.
2: I thought it was interesting about this. They said that the Marlboro Man campaign was one of the most successful advertising campaigns of all time. It conquered the world. And was something like 45% of the cigarettes sold are sold um, worldwide or in the mm-hmm. U.S. are Marlboros. But the other I wonder if you picked this out. It was founded, Marlboro was founded as a women's cigarette.
0: I did pick that up, yeah. It was
2: repositioned as a rugged, masculine product in 1955. I, I just can't imagine. Talk about the, the the strength of advertiser. I can't imagine that as being sold as a woman's cigarette. Could
0: so you? the ad agency was Leo Burnett Worldwide. Yeah. Um, I, I and when I read that, and it says, hey, Robert, you're still laughing about it's it. just in your face. <laughs> Died of lung. What? <laughs> because that would be, right, exactly what you would expect. But, yeah, so Leo Burnett rebooted the brand, and then that little semicolon uh, found it as a woman's cigarette. Yeah. You know, and I do not... That red box Marlboro, that, that, that is like a guy's guy cigarette. Yeah. Like, to, So it's hard for me to imagine that they actually thought Did that you was you
2: smoke a, Marlboros? When
0: I... Smoked in yeah, college I smoked briefly. Cannabis. I started with Marlboro Red, moved to Parliament, and then Vantage, and then Marlboro. Vantage. Oh, you know, I, I did. I tell you this. I think I told you on another show. Like when, after I gave up, years went by, and I remember having a a, a cigarette, like not even a whole one. I couldn't believe, I was like, did I, sm-? like, it was... Did
2: you smoke a lot? No. No, no.
0: You know, you know... A social Gr- smoker. You know, Greg used to always call me the fake smoker. Yeah. <laughs> so Greg goes, you know, you, you're not a real smoker unless you go through... He had a whole thing. You had to have one, one and a half packs a day or whatever it was. But it wasn't a hard habit to kick, by the way, not for me. I just woke up one day and I was like, this is it. And it was getting expensive. What are cigarettes now? Oh gosh, hey, guys, what are cigarettes now like? Eight or nine, eleven dollars a box or something?
2: in
1: the New York City?
2: Yeah, fifteen. Fifteen. Whoa! So if you're two pack a day,
1: that's thirty bucks. Yeah, I don't know anyone that's two pack a day anymore.
2: No. You no, know, my dad was, and Is that's it because past tense. Cost, <laughs> or do you just think people are 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 not
1: smoking? It's harder to smoke. You can't smoke at work. You can't know. smoke, and so, you know it's just harder to even get that many cigarettes in during your day. If you wanted to, yeah.
0: you're right? You're right. And this is back. Well, when we started working in all our offices, people could smoke. I smoked smoke at work. Yeah. Smoke on the plane. And I think I told you that story before. When Greg and I did the uh, the 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 Winston, stint at Winston Salem, and they rolled the cigarette cart around every day. Winston tastes bad, like the water I just had. Anyway. Um, Tall and lanky, Mr. Norris was, in fact, the face of the brand, and uh, he was quite a philanthropist. He was born in Chicago in 1929, Um, married a woman named Jane Wright, graduated from DePaul University in Indiana, and moved to Fort Collins, Colorado, and then he was a rancher. So, uh, pretty cool, though. And uh, so, passed away at 90. I think 90 is a good age. 90's a... I'm not going to... No, he's not
2: That's bad. His his, his uh, obit's posted at focusgroupradio.com. If, or, I'm sorry. It's posted on our Facebook page, Focus Group which Radio. is Focus Group Radio. If you go to Facebook, you'll see his obit there.
0: What was our second, second th- story? Second story a, is a quick one, and it's, it's a business story. And uh, both business, that first one was advertising and marketing and personality. This is about supermarkets. And the headline reads, Why Supermarkets Are Building Dark Stores. Um, America's top supermarkets are facing a new challenge. Grocery aisles and stores aren't suited to meet the growing demand for online orders. Now, I read that and it took me a while to figure out what they meant by that. So, let's say you shop at Whole Foods lately. There are people running around that store
2: with baskets
0: and carts. Baskets and carts. They usually wear like whatever the branded shirt is, and they are, they're, they weave in and out, and they're specifically going to pick everything for someone doing an online order. Is that I? That was my takeaway That's for that.
2: And there's also a third party called Instacart, which does the yeah. same thing. You'll see them shopping in fresh markets or Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or something as a third party to do that as well. And people are complaining that they're clogging up the aisles. They're getting you know, in the people way. People that are regularly shopping
0: now. Five percent of U.S. shoppers buy their groceries online. Analysts expect that number to rise in the coming years. I. Really would love to know what they think that number is going to go to because outside of canned and packaged goods,
2: I prefer to actually see the food I'm buying. I was, you know, I wrote the same thing. If I'm buying chicken breasts, or I'm buying bananas, or yeah. I'm buying tomatoes, or even if you said you wanted to buy cream cheese or jelly or yogurt. You might say, I'm going to go buy yogurt, but then you see that the store's got a sale on something else. And a brand
0: you might not have bought before. Or
2: something yeah. new. You don't get that online. I don't I don't. Maybe we're old-fashioned, but I've noticed this more and more with the stores, that they even have special parking now for consumers to come in. Pick it up. Pick it up yeah. there. They bring it to the car. Or these stores are building in back of the stores um, places for the pickup orders. And it's gotten so big in some places, I think, as the article mentioned. That's
0: what this dark stores is. Right.
2: So what's a dark so store? So a dark
0: store is they will build what looks like a grocery store um, near a suburban or urban hub. And its only purpose is to be basically a pick a pick house or a warehouse, a warehouse for pick, yeah. pick packing, whatever they call that. 40,000 square feet, 30,000 square feet. Um, they do employ workers. But the interesting thing that I that you probably came across in this, too, is it's a slim margin business. Yeah. You know, it's a volume business. It's not about making it on one sale. So they said that having people pick orders for you, the consumer, pack it and send that's a, there's a cost to that, right? So if they can get them into this dark store where there's no other business going on except these people running around fulfilling someone's orders, that's what they're doing. So you may actually see it. You may go by what you think is a store, but it's a dark and they store.
2: They said it's set up like the grocery yep. store.
0: Shelving the whole bit, yeah.
2: I don't know. You know, I, I, I still get mad. I don't like the self-checkout because I think it takes a job away from somebody that could be a, a grocery checker. And it's annoying. It's annoying. It never works. Put the thing <laughs> in the bag. Put the thing in the bag. I've walked away sometimes. with Leaving all the this, all this stuff there, I get so aggravated. I bet they have a lot of people do that, actually. Well, it's aggravating. You, you can't, you know, unless you're going with one or two items, you can't take something off the thing and put it in the cart. And if you're there with a big shop, you've got to take stuff off and put it in the cart. Remove the last item from the bag.
0: So last time we went grocery shopping, all the lines are crowded, and we didn't have a lot. But, Bob, was let's do the self-checkout. And before we got up to our machine, I was watching a guy do it, and he had a full cart. And he he didn't put the items on that spin thing with the plastic bags that hang. He put him on a shelf that's part of that whole weight, the scale system he beep beep he was flying, he's putting stuff up there, so there's this shelf, yeah, that's
2: part of the scale. no, I've done that too, but you you run out of room
0: well he yeah eventually he had stuff up there, he had stuff on the round thing, and then when it was all done, he had to go back and bag it all into his reusable bag. We did the same thing, but we were in and out pretty quickly. I prefer a checkout person I really do i i don't I don't mean to be like old fashioned but hi, how are you? I've had things happen at the checkout where the person goes, did you pick up the coupon that was available in the deli section because this is half off? Oh, no, no, I didn't know. Don't worry. Beep, I'll scan it for you. The machine's not going to do that, right?
2: I also, I know in some of the stores that employ me, there's some, um, it's usually older female women that are the, the checkout people that have been doing it all their life, or they've got some special needs kids that are bagging. And doing some of the, the other work within the store. And I just think it's support, being supportive of going through a checkout and having it bagged and, and having somebody. Um, Our upstate store out.
0: uses uh, uh, people that use the co program. It's a special right. needs program. And they couldn't be happier to be there. Yeah. And, they're, and they're always and very gracious. And, 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 a, and they it, love it. It's yes. social. It gets them out. It teaches a skill. And, and it might not be the greatest skill in the world, packing a bag. But there's other skills in there, too. There's working with your coworker at the register. There's saying hello to the the customer. One of the girls has a crush on me. She calls me Chicken Man.
2: (laughs) Because you buy a lot of chicken? I buy the damn chicken, that roasted chicken for the dogs a lot of times. Here comes Chicken Man. (laughs) What store is this? Giant. She calls me the Chicken Man. (laughs) Chicken Man. I laugh. Hi, how are you today? Okay, chicken.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing you can do with a a cashier that you can't do with a machine. So... I'm waiting in line one day and this woman's in front of me and she's yammering on the phone, barely paying attention to the checkout person who's doing their job.
2: Rude people. Don't stay on your phone if you go through a service. She's fiddling
0: with her card and she pushes her thing in and she didn't even have one word for the bagger or the checkout person. And so I get up to the counter and I she starts ringing through and I said, have you been outside yet? Have you been on lunch break? Oh, no, no. How is it? I said, oh, you're going to, if you go outside and eat your sandwich or something, it's a beautiful day. And I said, by the way, does that go on all the time? She goes, oh, honey. Yeah, you're honey too. Depending on the age of the cashier, I, I was honey. She goes, oh, honey, it happens all the time. She goes, all the time. And she just smiles. She goes, Of course, she she didn't realize that there was a two-for-one going on, but how could I talk to her? (laughs) So there are a number of items that she had to pay more
2: for because she didn't bother talking to the cashier, right? We have a friend who has a a fast food business that you know, that um, when somebody does that on the phone there, he says, I'll be happy to take your order when you get off the phone, step aside. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I don't think there's anything. Hey, just to
0: wrap. Interact with people. uh, So dark stores, if you see a grocery store... It may not be a grocery store. It may be. It may be a fulfillment <laughs> center. For, but did you happen to see the article on CNN? It was, on, it was It was about a sign that an Arby's manager posted, and he said, "If your child cannot sit and eat their meal quietly, if it was if your kid can't do all this, please don't come to the restaurant." Really. So a, a woman who is the mother of a two-year-old took a picture of this, and she was going to shame the store on social media, which is everybody loves. I backfire. Everybody loves doing this now. Let's all have a big voice outside of our big outside voice. She posts it. Ninety percent of the responses she got were like, "You know what? This is this is true." If you're a child, and so she had maybe like six or seven things <laughs> like, "Yeah, you're right." How dare they do that? The rest was like, "You know what?" I this hate when okay. the people
2: let their kids run around, bumping into people, screaming,
0: yelling. <clears throat> I'm not the babysitter. Yeah. I love kids, but I was not hired as babysitter, right? Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Well,
2: good. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks to the boys in the booth. We got Robbie, Bobby, Steve, and Garrett. Thank you, John. Thanks to our new partner here, Hawthorne. Co. Men's, men's, men's uh, fragrances and soaps and conditioners and deodorant and work and play cologne Go to Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. It's Hawthorne.co. You get 10% off your first order by using the promo code FOCUS. We also want to thank our friends at Deep Discount. There's a winter wide sale going on. I picked the Rolling Stones, Shine the Light. John picked Star Trek, the animated series, and the release this week is Good Boys on Blu-ray. Thank you, John. Thank for, you. Uh, for everything this week. We want to make sure everybody is having a safe time on the roads this year. Don't text and drive. Arrive Alive and we'll see you on our podcast on Tuesday, TFG Unbuttoned. Take care.
1: It's the Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Accessible on all platforms. Subscribe, like, and rate us on your platform of choice. Learn more at focusgroupradio.com. That was a stunning Focus Group.